Today, I'm gonna to share some things I have never, ever, ever shared. They're a little personal, but I'm certain that they will help you. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Hope you guys are doing great. I'm doing very, very well. I want to encourage you guys to do a little motivational, inspirational session here today. I want you to think big and I want you to move quick. But not only do I want you to think big with your business and your life, and not only do I want you to move quick with your business and your life, I want you to understand why you're doing it. And so I talk constantly like a broken record on here about knowing what your mountaintop is, your final destination, right? And it's a really hard question to answer for a lot of people. I think, I, I don't really know that there's a way to push a magic button to really understand, you know, what you were created for and what your ultimate purpose is. But if you if you create some space for yourself to think about it, you can get close to that, to that answer, right? Uh, I know one good, just practical thing you can do is ask other people, you know, what am I best in the world at? Like, what is my super talent? What What is my superpower, right? We all have a thing. If you look back, even when you were a kid or a teenager or in college or early 20s, like there's patterns, right? Like for me, I've never shared this before, uh, but one of my biggest driving forces in my businesses, my life, is what I call radical generosity. And I'm not going to get all emotional, even though I want to when I talk about it, because this is deeply associated with my why, my purpose, my mountaintop. Uh, my goal in my life is to be radically financially generous and, and to inspire other people to do that too. And if we look back at my business career, it goes back <laughs> quite a long time. I don't know if I've ever shared all the details of it, but I'll just give you a little history lesson so you can get to know me a little bit a little bit better. And then I'll talk about radical generosity and thinking big and all that stuff. But uh, I was introduced to like the concept of entrepreneurship when I was about 17 years old ish. I don't remember exactly when, but I read the, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I had just came out of reading a whole bunch of super like uh, philosophical books like Mere Christianity and a bunch of C.S. Lewis books and apologetic books and all this like really heavy stuff when I was 16. And so like I was always really curious. I, I'm insanely curious to this day. And I was just like consuming these books, right? And then with that same curiosity, I was exposed to the idea that you could have a business, that you didn't have to have a job. I mean, I guess I knew that. I knew that my parents worked jobs and those places have owners and things, but I, it just never clicked in my head. Well, like with most things in my life, once I understood that that was an option, I immediately wanted to go into ready, fire, <laughs> ready, fire, aim mode, right? You ever hear, you hear me say that? You know, you're supposed to go ready, then aim, then fire. No, no I'm just like, fire, then I'll aim, and then I'll get ready, right? Um, and so I like I, I went crazy. I read all these real estate books. I was learning about wholesaling and fixing up properties and cash on cash return and internal rate of return. I was reading the three-day MBA books when I was 17, 18 years old, just consuming anything at all that had to do with business in any possible way, right? 
I got involved in, in a multi-level marketing company at 18. I, I did decent at it. I made you know a few thousand dollars or something. Uh, and I always worked. I had my pizza delivery job in high school and after high school when I got married. But I would start doing these little businesses. One of the businesses I started when I was at the pizza place was called Box Topping for Kids. And honestly, it's actually a pretty good model. And I think I could definitely make it work if I had the, like, the structure and maturity that I have now if I revisited it, right? Because I had tons of zeal, but no, I didn't really know why I was put on the planet. I was just this like unbridled, curious doer, just this maniac, right? Uh, so box stopping for kids was this business where I asked the guy who owned the pizza place I worked at, who was my football coach, actually, and a friend of mine. I asked him, I said, hey, if, can I like go sell advertisements on like this piece of paper to local businesses, and then with each pizza order, can I put them on the pizza box? And this is like 18 years ago, right? And so he's like, yeah, sure, but if you're going to do that, put our our Domino's pizza coupons on the bottom half of the sheet. But all the rest of the sheet, sure, go have at it, right? So I go, <laughs> I'm dressed in my Domino's pizza uniform, and I just start walking in as a teenager to all these businesses. And uh, it was kind of deceptive-ish, like it wasn't like crazy unethical, but I walk in and say, hi, my name's Josh, I work for Domino's Pizza, and I'd like to talk to you about the Domino's Pizza box topping program. Now, this was not like a sanctioned thing that had anything to do with Domino's Pizza. It was me trying to make a few bucks and come up with a really cool little hustle, right? Well, people bought ads. And then I designed them on my crappy computer with like that software where you'd like buy the box at Best Buy of the software and like load it. And it took like two hours to install. And it was like clip art and this horrible design software. And then I designed these ads and I got these things printed up at the local print place. And I made a whole bunch of money. If I remember right, I think it was $1,500 I sold worth of ads on the sheet. And I printed up like, I don't know, several thousand copies of it. And my print cost was only like a few hundred bucks. And so I was like, the ding, ding, ding bells were going off in my head. So literally, uh, I made like 1200 bucks in about a week's worth of work. And I was like, this is amazing, right? But I was also didn't have direction and purpose because I didn't know my why. I didn't know my mountaintop. I was really trying to avoid doing actual hard work if possible. <clears throat> I love to read and consume and constantly learn about business. But when it came to actually doing it, I didn't really like it. Uh, so then after those box toppers were gone, I went to renew them the, uh, the next month. And I thought I'd have to sell like another 14 ads or however many were on there. I don't remember. Um, but really, like like most of them renewed. So then that time I made like $1,200 profit. And I only worked like six hours to make $1,200 profit, right? And long story short, I won't <laughs> bore you with all the details. But that developed into like a more complex thing. But I, I just started dropping the ball. And it was it was crazy because when I look back, it's like, okay, you were basically getting free money from a really cool niche idea that was working why, Josh, should you stop selling those ads? Because I just stopped doing it for no reason. Like, I had time to do it. I just got bored. I was bored with it. Uh, I had achieved something. It was, like, really easy to make money. But I didn't want to actually design the little ads, even though it only took, like, a half an hour to do one, which is so dumb and embarrassing, right? Like, it's so low level, right? <laughs> Another time, I ordered 14 candy machines on a credit card when I was 18 years old. My parents went on vacation and came home, and their garage was filled with boxes. 
uh, to their own horror, of course, because they, they didn't understand, like, what's wrong with this kid, right? I'm, like, reading these books. I'm I'm super cocky and arrogant and think I'm a know-it-all, too, right, on top of it. So I'm the typical 17-, 18-year-old, but now I'm a business genius because I read, like, 10 books, right? So they come, and I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I bought it on a credit card. It, you know, it's, it's just got to have good cash flow. Like, I'm going to make more in quarters from these candy machines than the minimum payment is on the credit card. You just don't understand. You don't understand arbitrage, mom and dad. You don't understand arbitrage. Right? I probably like learned the word arbitrage back then. But the point is, is like <laughs> that business failed too. So I got the machines placed, but I'd never go check them. I wouldn't like change the candy out, make sure it was fresh. I wouldn't even go pick up my quarters. I didn't want to actually go do it. And the level of epic laziness that I displayed back then is kind of hard to explain uh, when, it, when I was in it. Like I didn't know why. I just, I wanted to be interested in the next thing and I get distracted by the new shiny object. And this is going back to my original point of why it's so important to have an idea of why you're on this planet. And I don't care if you're mowing lawns right now or what you're doing, or I don't care how small your company is or how big it is. Your life can be a, a pointless nightmare if you don't have something bigger than yourself to live for. If there's not something else, what are we doing? Like, what's the point, right? I remember interviewing Stanley Genetic, the dirt monkey, and he was talking about he had a, a business doing close to a couple million a year, and he purposely scaled it back to seven hundred thousand. Right? Uh, you can have a two or three million dollar a year business that is a stress ball. It's just horrible. And imagine having a stress ball, and in addition to that, not even having a real, actual underlying purpose of why you're even doing it in the first place, or maybe your reason for doing it. Maybe your why is like the negative version of a why or a mountaintop. Right? It's not what you were designed to do. It's like you're trying to prove someone wrong. Or you're trying to make a certain amount of money so that you feel worthy or that you can finally prove to yourself that you're not worthless or something. We have all kinds of weird stuff that goes on in our head. Maybe your parents were mean to you and said that you're dumb and you can't read good. So you said, I'll show them, I'll make a million dollars. And then you kill yourself for 20 years, make the million dollars, and then wake up and realize that did nothing for me. I still feel like crap. I still feel resentment to my family. Like It doesn't give you what you think it will. It's kind of like drugs. You know, you, you go do the drug, you, you get this massive high, and you can never reproduce it. It's an illusion. You're chasing, I think with heroin, they call it chasing the dragon or whatever. It's like you can't get what you want. But I will tell you a way that you can get what you want. And at a minimum, have a chance to get what you want. And with the other benefit of this is that you'll stop focusing so much on how hard things are, and you'll focus uh, on the one single question that matters more than anything, which is this, is it worth it? Uh, I don't know if you guys know what a plumb line is. You know, think of like a like a string with a weight on it, right? If you're trying to figure out what the true, you know, up and down north, like 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 line should be, if you're like framing in a house or something, you can use like a plumb line. I think that's what they call it. I don't know, but your why is your plumb line. It's the thing that you measure decisions against, right? So if your ultimate goal, and mine is to be radically generous, right? I'm just going to throw this out there because it's the truth, and all my close friends know this. And uh, my life's purpose is to live on 10% of my income and give away 90% of my income. I'm obsessed with it. I'm on fire for it. I dream about it. I want to build orphanages and fund Christian um, um, uh, missionaries and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And my, the second piece of that is I want to give $100 million away before I die. And I want to facilitate giving away a billion dollars before I die through my tribe and community of people. Now, I'm decades away from this, and I don't uh, give away 90% of my personal income right now. 
Um, but I'm moving in that direction and I measure it and I think about it. And that is the reason why I do all the stuff. So if you look at the podcast or you look at Automate, Grow, Sell in the boot camps or you look at Send Gym or any of the things that I'm doing as a business person, you know, on my end, there is one reason why I'm doing all that stuff. And it's what I just told you. That is the reason. When we build up and sell Send Gym someday, uh, 90% of the money that I make from that transaction will not go in my pocket. It's going to get given away. I'm going to publicly document it in an effort to inspire other people to be radically generous that are like me. Now, that doesn't mean that that's your life's purpose or your calling and you might think this is crazy, but don't miss the concept. Here's the concept. You have to have a knot in your belly, deeply specific, real fire, burning in your soul type of mountaintop to do really hard things. I got to be honest, the stuff that I do is really hard. I, I know for a fact most people couldn't handle it. And you don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes, and I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes with your business, and the stress is real. But like the level of risk I take, the level of financial risk and investment I've put into things, and the way that I am aggressive at doing things outside my comfort zone, the reason I do it is so that I can achieve my mountaintop with my family. That's what we're here for. And because I know that, uh, when I have hard days and have hard weeks, it's, it's easier than if I didn't know that. Uh, it also makes decision-making easier because it's like, okay, well, if I do this or get distracted by this opportunity, is that going to move me closer or further away to this one singular outcome that I'm searching for, right? Uh, it helps make decisions binary. And so I want to encourage you to, to literally do whatever it takes to figure out what you're supposed to do. What do you want? What do you want? You know, what are people going to read at your eulogy when you're in the casket? Because guess what? 10 out of 10 people die and you're going to be one of them. What do you want like people to be saying? Like, what did you do? What is that thing? And it's probably tied to something that you're passionate about or curious about or have kind of already, it's kind of always been there. That's why I was talking about my curiosity with business. I'm designed to learn the art and skill of business so that I can be radically generous and live on 10% of my income. That's my purpose. So the business is a tool. If you think about a race when someone's running, you know, people uh, <laughs> people tell me, they say things like, well, Josh, life isn't all about money. It's like, well, duh. Like, I never claimed that in the first place. That's a straw man argument to begin with. But when I talk about business, I'm passionate about business, and we need to get more margin. We need to do this, and you, you need to chase your why. It has nothing to do with money. It's like, it has to do with you getting to your destination, whatever that is for you. For me, I just told you what mine is. It's a deeply personal thing. I haven't shared it publicly ever. Uh, but that's mine. It's out there now. And that's cool because I'm going to do it whether it's out there or it's not out there. Uh, but the business is a conduit to get you to the finish line of your race. Life is like a race. And money is air while you're running the race. Money is air. And you can say that life's not about money. And you can say that a race isn't about air. And both of them are true. But you also have to have money to run the race of life and you have to have air to run an actual physical foot race, right? So look at it like that. It's not about the money. The money is like the gasoline in the fuel tank, right? I mean, the purpose of life isn't to buy gas, right? <laughs> I, can't, I wish I remember where I heard this because I didn't invent this uh, metaphor, but it was on a podcast. I'd give credit if I could remember, but just, I didn't make it up. But this guy was talking about how when we drive a car, like the purpose of owning a car is not to buy gas, right? Like money is gas. It's gasoline. Money is gasoline. So people that are focused on money, think of someone who's like a, a gasoline hoarder. 
Like they're super obsessed with all these uh, gas cans stacked up in their garage, and then they have little shrines to gas cans, and they like have little jars of fuel and different types of diesel and jet fuel, and they're just obsessed with gas. Like that's a, that would describe a person who genuinely has a love of money, which is evil, right? The root of evil is the love of money. It doesn't say the root of evil is money. Money is not anything. It's like a stick. It's an inanimate object. It's a tool. It's a medium of exchange, right? But if you make that your like your thing, that's just messed up and irrational and crazy, and it can't deliver any kind of happiness to you, obviously. Um, but if you view money as the gas that you'd use to put in your car so you can drive your car to the destination you're trying to get to, now, now we're talking. That's the proper way to look at it. I hope that helps everybody. I want you to think big. I want you to move quick. Uh, but don't don't think big or move quick until you define what your mountaintop is. You have look. I need you, this. This is powerful stuff. And, and it might seem abstract to you because you've never thought about it because you're in survival mode and you're like, well, I just want to pay the rent next week, right? But listen to me. This is what the ultra successful people understand that other people don't understand. You have to wrap your head around this. You'll make better decisions. You'll go deeper in the things that are hard that are holding you back currently. You'll make less excuses and you'll achieve far greater results than anybody could imagine. I mean, imagine taking someone who just wants to make some money and putting them up against someone like me in a head-to-head build-a-business contest, right? It's, it's not even a contest. Why? Because they're not going to have the ability to play the long game, to be in it for the long haul. They're not going to stick around. The first time there's adversity or resistance or whatever, it's going to break them, right? When, when, when you know what your destination is, you don't care how hard stuff is anymore. It doesn't matter. If I don't live my full uh, uh, why of giving away $100 million and doing all this stuff, if it takes me another 10 or 15 years to do that, I don't care. I'm not going to stop pursuing that because that is my function here for me, for me. But you have one too. I promise you that you have one. You need to find it. If you're having trouble finding it, ask people that love and care about you what they might think it is. What, do you, what, what makes you come alive? right? Like what makes you start just getting emotional when you think about it? Like who can you serve? How can you add contribution to the world in a way that just just wrecks you, right? It makes you feel amazing. It could be anything. There's not a wrong answer, but you got to find it. Hey, if, if you're getting value out of this podcast, uh, and I got to be honest, it was hard for me to make this podcast today. And not because of the subject matter, because I have a whole bunch of stuff going on. I'm kind of burnt out. I've had a really hard three months. And, uh, but I'm sticking to my guns. I'm doing one every day. I don't have one pre-batched for tomorrow, so I'll be back to do another one. Um, and I don't batch the podcast on purpose because I want them to be fresh and like inspiring and like authentic. I don't want to be a robot that just says stupid stuff. Um, but anyway, I, here's my ask. I need you to share this and tag some people in it that could benefit from knowing what their why is. Tag people directly, put it in groups, and share this with people. This can change someone's life when they wrap their head around this idea for real. This is real, this is real. Help me, share it. Thank you for everybody that's given me a five-star iTunes review. It's amazing. We're over 140 reviews, hoping to get to 250 as soon as we can. Please keep them coming. Thank you, take care, God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. 
For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.